Hey, what's going on everyone? A very warm welcome to you. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. I've got something pretty interesting lined up for you guys. I think you're going to get a lot of value out of today's episode. I'm going to go back in time and go back to almost the dawn of time so far as the internet is concerned, at least anyway. Stick around. I've got a very special guest coming right up straight after this. Alrighty, welcome back guys and thank you once again for joining me. Now, for those of you that are new here, my name's Jamie. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online, pretty much all things digital. If any of that's of interest to yourself, I'd love to have you guys join me. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. Otherwise, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. I look forward to catching up with you guys around the web. All right, so like I say, I've got a very special guest with me today and someone who has been online since the late 90s. Kind of hard to believe when you roll that off the tongue, uh, just how long they've been around online. They run their own e-commerce store, have obviously seen the ups and the downs. They started their e-commerce store before Google, before Amazon, obviously seen a whole bunch of changes and I'm really excited to announce a good friend of mine <laughs> and business associate, uh, Linda Joy. Linda, very warm welcome to you. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Jamie. Thank you for that. It's really good to be here. Thanks so much. So I thought uh, for the benefit of the audience, just to give a little bit of a background as to, I guess, how you started your current business and, and give a bit of information about the business as well, but how you started, where did you get the concept? Like, get, give, frame, frame uh, it up for us back in the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> Um, I'd have to say that it was a, con a business built of desperation. Um, it's a business based around natural products that I had formulated myself a couple of years previous to when I went on the internet with it. Um, I was in a fairly desperate situation and I just had to make something work. Um, and the only thing that I had was those products. So uh, I, th I started the business I think in 1997 in New Zealand. And when I started the business, or tried to start the business, there was no one in New Zealand that could help me. There were, there were no webmasters that I could find. And everything was just a huge, I mean, everything always is a huge learning curve. But in those days, there was nobody. So I went to our, um, what we call our Chamber of Commerce, which is like a business networking thing, to see if I could find a mentor and they'd never heard of anybody really being on the internet and they asked me if I would be a mentor which felt like a tall ask. So the business, there was an American webmaster who actually made my first site. I, I myself did learn to code a little bit later um, and Google didn't exist. I don't think Google come along for another, I don't know, three or four years maybe. And the search engines we were chasing, I think most of them have died since. It was out of Easter, Hotbot, Yahoo, of course, is still going. And I can still remember the excitement of seeing my keywords, which was cold sores, appear on the front page of Out of Vista. Um, huge, huge call for celebration. Uh, they, they were heady days in many ways. Um, I had no budget. I just... Can I pause you there? Sure. Just on, on that one, I think that's a key takeaway uh, for the audience in general. But I think one of the barriers I, I feel a lot of people out there have when it comes to business, forget forget if it's online or offline, is they, they have a perceived barrier of entry. Um, 
just touching on, on what you mentioned there, no budget, can, can you sort of expand upon how it came to fruition when you, you, but you, I mean, you're up against so many hurdles. It was like, you didn't know coding. You didn't even know what the internet was realistically compared to what it is now. Of course, there wasn't like these frameworks like Shopify and, you know, WordPress, all that sort of stuff. Uh, talk us through the, specifically the no budget part. The no budget part. Um, I was a single parent. I was at threat of losing our home. Um, I had been working in a well-paid job, I became ill and I couldn't work so I had a level of debt fitting with a well-paid job and then the money stopped. So heavy credit card debt, well not, it wasn't credit card, it was normal day-to-day mortgage and, and such like things and I knew that my products, Virusooth for cold sores in those days and, and I knew um, because of the feedback that I had had that they were a viable product um, and I took a risk and I put all expenses on my credit card very risky thing to do and when I started um, I offered faxed orders this person in America did my first website for me and it just makes me it's still on um, the internet archi- archives not the earlier versions because the archive didn't exist when I started but from about I don't know 97, 98 there's this awful black homepage <laughs> and think about it it's not there you can't see it because the graphics have gone but at the bottom of the page there was a little daisy that popped up and said my business is growing <laughs> which is really funny and um, I had I offered people the option of faxing orders and I didn't have a fax machine, nor could I f- afford to buy one. So, j- just for the, the audience's understanding, the, there was no payment processes or anything at that oh, stage? Oh, gosh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, no payment processes. Awful, um, very, very difficult to get um, credit card facilities. And the payment went, um, the order would arrive, uh, and it had to be written out by hand onto... Uh, the appropriate bank document and it actually had to you had to ring up an 0800 free number free phone number and get an authorization for it it had to be written up with that authorization and physically taken to the bank at the end of every day it was so um, labor intensive and (laughs) my first order um, not long at all after the site went live on the fax machine that I couldn't afford, a neighbour, a friend about four blocks away, had offered her fax machine. And somebody emailed me and said, I've just sent you a fax, I want to order. And I raced around in the rain to the friend's place, got the fax, walked home with it, and it was like I was shaking in disbelief because this order, I'm in New Zealand, and this order had come from the States, and it was like, oh, my God, it's real, somebody ordered. (laughs) And I kept it for a long time, this sheet of fax paper with the raindrops on it. I should have framed it. It's probably priceless. I should have framed it. Wow, what a story. It's incredible. So talk us through the the growth. Uh, I I mean, this has been... Sure. I guess what twenty three years yes, uh, 20, in the making. Yeah, I've been full time, full time living for twenty three years, off a product that I developed myself, which is remarkable. And for the uh, the sake of the crowd, we're talking about a website called simplyessential dot com. By the way, I should have mentioned that at the start. I'll put that in the link uh, below the uh, below the podcast here, just for for uh, benefit. Do highly recommend you check it out. It is an amazing herbal product. Uh, and obviously been going strong with thousands of customers online 
ever since. But anyway, uh, talk us through the growth. So, I mean, you, you had this idea, you put everything together, you started getting orders in. Uh, I mean, obviously that, that in itself is a life-changing moment. Basically take us from that point to where it grew to be, you know, the, the kind of monolithic uh, site that it did become. Sure. Um, in the earlier days, when I first started, I had priced the product quite low because I wanted to sell it. And I was selling and it was consistent but small. That would be the way to explain it. I was very happy with it. I mean, I, I was one of the few people in New Zealand making money online, so I, I didn't realise that until later. Um, and at some point early on, um, somebody approached me, um, and I, I did pay this person a small amount of money, um, and he offered to... He could see potential in my site and in my products, and he offered to rewrite my ad copy and... He did that, and he wrote a press release, which when it was released, it, I got up in the morning and I just couldn't believe that this press release had gone right around the world. It would be today's equivalent of it had gone viral. He made such a great job of writing this press release, and it was just crazy bedlam. I had to call in friends, family, associates just to cope with the orders. It was just crazy making, glorious, fun, exciting. <laughs> God, it was a dream come true. And um, that was the catalyst for massive growth. Talk about being unprepared. Um, being unprepared for growth is just as difficult as having no growth. In fact, it's more challenging. I um, After that, and I, I quickly was catapulted into six, a six-figure income very, very quickly. Like, Which, I, I guess for reference point, once again, uh, you know, we're talking about late 90s, early 2000s at this stage, am I correct? It wasn't even 2000, I think, Which, 1999. Uh, and, and forgive me for saying so, but small town New Zealand back in, in those days, uh, anything above you know 50k per year and earnings is a phenomenal amount of money by anyone's uh, measure really um so yeah i mean that that in itself is quite an achievement of course yes crazy days um so with that i set up uh oh wait free free phone ordering for the united states and the united kingdom and people who used those numbers were directed to a 24-hour answer service they took the orders and when I got up in the morning, the you know the orders that had come or were coming off the fax machine, um, and there were some days when I just got up and that fax just kept rolling and rolling <laughs> and rolling. I ran out of so many rolls of fax paper, but they were also coming in online, um, and they were being phoned in. And in those days, people sent checks in the mail. Wow! Like seriously, wow. bits of paper arrived in the mail from all over the world wanting to buy my product. It was really um, amazing, amazing days. It truly was. And um, also, the world was so different and so much more intimate. I got to know my customers, and there was a lot of them even back then. But I would get Christmas cards from customers. And one dear lady in the States sent me a Christmas card oh, and a Christmas cake. Bless her. Yeah, bless her. yeah like That's it was incredible. really personal. Really, really personal. So, I, you know, I would dialogue with these people and made some really good friends. Wow. 
you, you, you really wouldn't have that these days, would you? No, by it's comparison? completely different. There's, there are, I still have so many of my original customers, which is fabulous. Um, and we dialogue from time to time. And I, they've been ordering for so long, I intuitively know when they're due to order. And I kind of think, oh, where are they? <laughs> they've not ordered, they're overdue. You know, so the, but they've been ordering for twenty years. Wow, so it's good. They're good products. Yeah, and yeah. And to get absolutely. cold sores, that's a, my products are the one. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, no, actually, I can vouch for that as well. They're, they're incredible. Um, so on, on that note, I, I guess one of the key things I'd, I'd like to touch on, uh, given that I mean, this podcast is essentially about affiliate marketing and online and all that sort of stuff. Is can you sort of expand on some of the marketing techniques? And I, I guess. I guess I'm curious about the history of the marketing, and but what I'd really like to delve into is what what is still prevalent and relevant today that was relevant back then. That's a really, <laughs> that's a really interesting question. Um, I I find myself wondering in today's world because because the internet is so vast, it's so competitive. Um, there's just I, I think. When I first started selling a product with the search term cold sores, um, there might have been 300 sites. Yeah. Three pages, yeah. if I remember correctly. And, wow. <laughs> and if I can go back a step, one of the reasons that I maintained my um, my level of sales was because I, when Google did arrive, my search term cold sores, I... I was either number one or number three on the front page of Google for no less than six years. Wow, that's Under, incredible. Incredible, incredible. And it was like, that was the glory days. It was amazing. And um, I guess I was resting on my laurels and I remember the morning that I woke <laughs> up and there were no orders at all. And it felt like my throat had been cut, which it had. And that was the first major change that Google made to their to their algorithm I can never say that word algorithm thank you very much <laughs> I always get tied up on it and I went from the front page to like 300,000 or something wow um, what what was the did, did they give any feedback or what, was there any feedback at that time no they called it I'll, I'll never I'll never forget the name of it they called it the Miami update wow okay and I, mean, I, I think they name them all as they do them, but I, I would think that not too many would have the impact now that it had back then. Yeah. Because they do it all the time now, but this was the first time it had ever happened. Like, boom. I, I remember, and, and obviously my career online has been a lot uh, shorter than yours, but I remember even in, in, in the last like five to seven years, there was the Penguin and Panda yes. updates, which again had a big negative impact on a lot of people so yeah it's, it's um yeah I, I guess going back to my my question though that was probably something that that is still relevant to today isn't it the seo and yes uh i guess aligning yourself with the search engines to make sure that you are on top of all that sort of stuff which i know is obviously no easy easy feat in a lot of ways um is there anything else that on that note that um uh, that I, I guess is, is still quite relevant. I, I know, given that you and I have worked together uh, considerably before, um, I know that we've spent some time on things like email, for example, and, and obviously you've got a yes. a database which does technically stretch back to that time as yes, well. It does. Uh, 
is that something that you, you, you still think is relevant for business, like new oh, online businesses coming into the market? Absolutely. Cultivate the database. I mean, somebody said to me, um, actually a friend who received one of my newsletters, she said, ha, 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 you're picking the low fruit. Well, yes, I am. <laughs> but they're very loyal low fruit and they love a bargain. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, that works both ways. I think one of the mo- without doubt, one of the most amazing things that happened in more recent years is that one of my customers, an existing customer from 10 years previous, contacted me and she ran a YouTube channel and she runs a channel called Beauty Over 50. So she contacted me and said, look, I love your product. The container's empty. I've held on to it for years just in case I ever needed to find you again. Would you mind if she did a promo on her channel with 30,000 people? Now, that's like the doors of heaven just opened. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So she's a gorgeous woman, and it was completely unsolicited. And... um, she did a stellar job of presenting a product that she's really passionate about. And if she had not been, I've seen her um, slam products as well. Sure. You know, yes. she's honest. She's yep. really honest. So um, Beth, bless her golden heart, did her thing. And it was as close to the experience of the explosion when the press release went out 20 years, 21 years previously the um, the growth at that moment, the orders that that generated because of her reputation online, um, was it was just crazy trying to keep up with the orders. It was amazing, and that was eighteen months ago, I think, and the orders still come in from that. Wow! Obviously, at a lesser volume, but any any real estate on YouTube stays there forever. Actually, Brilliant. I'm I'm really glad you touched on that. Strangely enough, I've I've done a couple of podcasts in recent times. I've mentioned things like influencer marketing. Um, and it's interesting, we're, we're talking about some of these techniques which have been around forever, SEO, email marketing, that's something that basically has stood the test of time and probably will for, for generations to come, I would suspect, because it's all about building that relationship with the readers. But in recent times, the uh, flurry of influencer marketing has kind of come out of nowhere. Um, and again, I think that, that last comment you made about YouTube, it's such a, a massive resource I think when people think of influencer marketing, they only focus on the likes of Instagram, uh, hence why there's so many Instagram models. Now, I'm not disrespecting them at all, but I noticed that uh, I feel like uh, YouTube is very much underutilized when it comes to influencer marketing. Do you think that's a a kind of a valid comment to make? Absolutely. After my experience um, with the 50 plus beauty channel, after my experience with that, I'm very hungry to find another influencer of the same caliber, and I've spent a lot of time looking. Sure. And you, you have to get it right. Um, they're not they're not necessarily overly um, expensive, some of them, um, but it's just finding the right demographic with the right presenter with the right product. Um, the opportunity that this woman gave me was just like an absolute gift. It really was. It was amazing. And that's yeah something I mean in my own business is something I'm I'm trying to lean more towards yes. in terms of marketing. Obviously, for those of you that I just tuning in. I run Facebook ads. That's been my business for the last couple of years. I do a lot of digital consulting plus affiliate marketing as well. Um, so obviously, I'm I'm across the ad space. I guess you'd say. Uh, having said that, I, I, it's been more of a recent journey for me to, to delve into uh, influencer marketing, and it's something that I am looking to, I guess, systemize as much as I can, and then offer that to my clients moving forward. Um, as a service because I think it's something that is like I say can heavily underutilized but 
anyway, um, one of the other things I was kind of curious about is like you, you've had this, con- I mean, you've had this concept. It, it's, I've got, the, I've got a great product. I know that the internet's out there. I, I don't know how I'm going to make it happen just yet, but I'm going to get it out there. What, if you were starting again and, and with the resources that they've got these days, would you do things differently or how, like what's the, the yeah. starting steps for you to take to get to where you are now for your e-commerce site? Assuming that you've already got the product. That's a very interesting question. And I, I, it, it, this is a bit of a loose answer, but I have been watching a very humble woman who started a Facebook page. I'll use this as an illustration. This is about, um, and she happens to be New Zealand, doesn't matter. She's got a herbal product. And I saw her Facebook page she created when it first came up. She's very humble, possibly not overly educated. That sounds, you know, she's just really a very simple woman, golden heart, fabulous <laughs> product. And she would just write about the fact that she couldn't sleep last night and the kids came and went and she's had visitors and, and it was raining and she's been pounding um, the root of the herb that she uses for the thing that she makes. So, And she's very open about her life and what's going on in it and her relationship with the products and I've watched her she's got this amazing fan base for Ezeza for instance she ran out of the herbal um, com- comfrey as the main ingredient of what she used and she ran out of supplies so she put a thing on her Facebook page is there anybody in New Zealand that's got any comfrey root and she got boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes <laughs> because everybody likes her so sure. much so she's moved right away from the commercial aspect and she's deeply personalised what she's doing. Sure. And, and I just saw a post from her yesterday and she's, she says, oh, somebody just emailed me and um, they, you know, yeah, the, the product's used for skin, for wrinkles, for instance. Is anybody else using it? Yeah. You know, and it's very, very personal and, and it's really working for her. She took us all up on a um, flight. She was gifted a... Um, a flight on a glider on a glider <laughs> um, and she's put this picture on her Facebook page of this woman absolutely beaming she's an older woman she's mm. closer to perhaps 70 than 60 she's, sure. she, you know, she's in her older years but she's got a real following so if I were to be doing it again now at the age I am with my particular history I wouldn't have the energy to do it the way I did it back then, 18, 20 hours a day to make it work. I would be... So, so sorry to interject then, but you, you're kind of leaning more towards the the concept of personal branding yes. and then adding a, yes. a product to that? Together. If Together, you have the, if yeah. you have the product, um, you, be, you, you be the product. Be the voice of the product. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Really incredible feedback. Um, I hope you guys are taking notes, those of you that are listening at this point. It's um, strange, strange you should mention that actually because that's sort of the pathway that I'm going down at the moment. And for those of you that uh, have been tuning into the podcast, you know, this is this is a work in progress. Uh, at the you know the current time, I don't have a whole bunch of listeners. I'm not really phased by that. Conversely, my YouTube channel is growing, but I'm, I don't have a whole bunch of subscribers. And again, I'm not really faced by that because I know that what I have to offer is going to be valuable to some people out there um, and I guess the same thing would apply when it comes to physical products as well 
you don't necessarily need to just form a, a big huge brand and have a you know a, a, a Nivea or something like that it can be just as simple as yourself promoting something that you believe in and I think you really touched on that with with your example there because people don't buy from a website they, they buy from people mm-hmm. um, and, and even if you think about that in that context when you go to a website there's almost always without fail social proof and the social proof is hey you know here's my testimonial I tried it it worked wonders on me blah 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 I've noticed with your site of course it's absolutely loaded with testimonials and the same thing applies there they're buying it from you uh, the product creator and they're buying it based off the social proof uh, that has been created as a result so yes they're buying the product but they are technically also buying it from someone at the end of the day um yeah really interesting yeah, one, really yeah. one, one day i think i'll put my story on my website look i, 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 I you know that, you that feels really risky but 20 years down the track who cares like i don't care what people think about that but it is uh, i'm told over and over again it's actually an interesting story oh i think it's at fascinating yeah. battling <laughs> adversary just as a ps on that i also was deeply depressed at the time oh wow okay. like deeply depressed and um but i had this incredible uh, faith knowing belief that that wasn't going to be my life that there was a better way that i would it just wasn't how life was going to be for me, in, you know, and I just worked to make it happen. Not, not to backtrack too much, and uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm hoping to keep it as relevant as I can, so people can have takeaways from it. But that, that's really fascinating. That last point in particular, um, I, I think that's something we shouldn't have overlooked, perhaps. But you, you, you I mean, how do you like it, it? It almost doesn't resonate in my own brain to, to connect the dots there. Hang on, if, if I'm depressed, the, the last thing I want to do is actually try and create the create something anything I don't want to put myself out there I don't want to work um, it's actually an incredible achievement just to even create a business let alone one that has you know stood the test of time um, what what like how did you I don't know what the right wording is like how did you get yourself out of that that kind of groove to, to push yourself to actually do something I think that um, in part the circumstance I'd found myself in was feeding the depression, um, like being so hard up, having a child that, you know, I, I, I was I, I was just saying to my beloved son, no all the time, no we can't do this, no we can't do that, no, 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 no. Um, and I, I've just always believed there was a better way. Um, how did I do it? Here's an example, a friend of mine, I guess, a friend of mine, this is in recent times, is a, sure. is a psychotherapist, a therapist, a, a psychoanalyst, whatever you want to call them. Um, and I was expressing to her how lucky I felt that I was able to fight my way out of depression. She said, with her professional hat on, luck had nothing to do with it. It was hard work. I, you know, it, and it was, yeah, and it was. Yeah. I was committed. I wanted change. I even in depression, with that awful grey cloud that just sinks down, and all you can see is the cloud, <laughs> yeah. and it's like yeah. heavy on your shoulders, and it's grey, and it's suffocating, and there's no joy, and there's no life, and it's awful. But even amongst that, I could still connect with people. 
yeah. in my grey, horrible state. I don't know if they wanted to know me or not, <laughs> <laughs> but it felt important to me that I could still do that. Sure, yeah. And I can clearly remember the day I was actually out walking, and there was one moment that lasted possibly 15, 20, 30 seconds when the cloud lifted just for a moment, and it gave me a memory of hope. It wow. reminded me of sunshine. It was so brief, and then it closed down again, but it made me remember. Yeah. And after that, they came a little bit more frequently, a little bit longer, and at some point it, it changed and the depression was gone. Wow. But in the meantime, what soothed me and what helped me was actually working on the internet. Yeah. And that was a tool to manage the depression. Would you consider that a form of escapism in some regards? Or is that, is that a yes. topic for another time, perhaps? It's, it's, well, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It was sure. both things. It yeah. was my way out. It yes. was my belief. And it was a relief because it engaged my mind in something that wasn't me. And actually, I, I rather think that's an important tool in managing depression. So maybe this is another conversation. Yeah, well, happy to have you back. But... um. On that note, there is something else I would just like to expand upon as well. And, of course, we've touched around the edges of it. I haven't kind of directly called it out, although hopefully you can sort of hear the relevance in the conversation anyway. But, I mean, how important in your mind was your mindset? I mean, of course, you've got in one way you've got this depression. It's like you say, a dark cloud that's... You know, forgive me for saying so, it's looming over your head like a pendulum and it's you're horrible, I've been there, like lots of us have been there. But I mean, there, there must have been something like in, intensely positive in your brain at that time that's gone, no, I can I can do this, like I'm going to keep reaching forth and, and making this happen. Um, yeah. How, like, what, what, how important is mindset when it oh. comes to these pursuits and entrepreneurialism in, in general? Oh, it is. The, the mindset is everything. There's nothing beyond it. There's nothing outside of it. And the the ability to roll with the knocks, the disappointments, the things that didn't didn't work. I got ripped off by so many people in those early days. I did. I, I lost money. I had um, domain names ripped off. I had, um, in the very early days, uh, world pay. I ended up with all of my money due to a payment system when they did come in and, and I thought it was a very cool idea, and it is, to have a um, multi-currency payment system. Wow, yeah. And the up, upshot of that was that the equivalent of 16000 New Zealand dollars ended up in a bank overseas and I couldn't access it due to the wow. way they set it up. And they wouldn't give me back my money. And this is, they said... Um, to protect themselves from refunds, which, by the way, I think I had two in the first 10 years, or 100% guarantee in, like, two <laughs> claims or something. But um, they were holding all of this money of mine, and it was so unfair and it wasn't right. And I had to very quickly come up with a way to get my money back from this offshore bank. Yeah. Um, so what I did, it's a bit sneaky, but it worked. It's my money, after all. I set up a double, I, I set up a double um, payment page. Right, one for okay. me, one for them, and then it was like, no, four for me, none for them, four for me, <laughs> none for them, and I left them with what I considered a fair and reasonable amount for the value of the product at that day's. Um, I left them with a hundred dollars, and then I pulled their page down. Wow. Never heard from them. Yeah. 
So um, Webmaster ripped off my fabulous domain name, which he'd paid for. This is an American webmaster, and I'm in New Zealand. And he'd paid for it with my credit card details, which I'd given him. And when I wised up a little bit and thought to check who actually owned that domain, it wasn't me. Oh, gosh. Yeah, wow. gosh, you know, so I had to claw that back. Wow. Um, so it wasn't always straightforward and easy, but you to go back to your question, Jamie, what kept me going? I don't know. There was just this rock-solid belief um, that this was the way and I was going to do it, and it didn't matter what happened. I'd, I'd get the wobbles a little bit and back on track because I didn't dwell on it. It's like been, gone, happened, done. Wow, that's an incredible... Yeah. Perhaps something I need to uh, invest more time researching for my own own uh, business. I think, um, yeah, exactly right. I mean, mindset in general. I think it's something that is overlooked, and a lot of the time, I, I notice this in sales pages on online in particular, especially because I'm involved in affiliate marketing and make money online. A lot of people are um, they kind of have that attitude. They'll see a sales page and it says, "Yeah, I made uh, three hundred and eighty-two dollars last night." doing this blah 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 you can too and so what they're doing is they're selling the dream which is not necessarily a bad thing but a lot of the time people have that warped perception uh of um uh of, of i guess how easy it is and, and and let's be honest like even if you've got like a quote unquote a passive income system it's still never passive like there is always something that you're going to have to do or maintain or monitor and your comment earlier about uh, the Google algorithm change is a prime example of that. You're in, you know, the the peak of of mm, uh, the echelons of awesomeness, um, <laughs> and you know something happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's yeah, it's absolutely huge. I think a lot of people do skip over that. They just want the tactics and don't really spend the time invested in what it's like to be an entrepreneur and the setbacks and the hardships and the, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and which is probably why such a small percentage of people overall a get started in, in entrepreneurial pursuits and B, actually make it through. Mm. Um, yeah, so anyway, that was my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely right, Jamie. It's, it, it's, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I, the business was so successful, I've, I've rested on my laurels for as long as I've been able to, actually. It's just yeah. the business looks after itself and um, there's always a point where that catches up on you because you can't, you know, I've travelled the world and I've been doing all sorts of other things. Goodness me, I've you know, <laughs> got other things to do. <laughs> um, but it, that's going to catch up on you. You have to keep working it. You have to keep working it. Hold the vision. Hold the vision. Keep going. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I guess as um, you know, we've touched on on uh, what you would do if you were to start again, which is kind of based on personal branding, which I think is is absolutely awesome. By the way. What what other kind of marketing techniques or, or things can you say uh, or offer someone that's just starting out in this whole online world? Forget what it is, if it's affiliate marketing, if it's anything like that. I'm having to put on my... Because I've been so resting on my laurels for so long. <laughs> I'm actually coming back into the industry as a newcomer. Wow. And that, that's a yeah. really interesting phenomenon where I am actually... 21 or 3 years or whatever it is down the track um, and because I let go of it for so long um, still living out of it but I didn't have to do anything Yeah, yeah, gotcha. which is ideal, yeah. I've, been, I've been doing other things H- I mean it's fabulous just so, let little caveat at this point, sorry to, to interrupt, little caveat at this point I, I've been working uh, alongside Linda in, in various aspects of the business for a little while now so uh, <laughs> hence, hence why we can discuss this we'll, 
Hence why she often asks me questions about certain Correct. things now. Which yeah, I do. And, and it feels very odd because uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got one, one tenth of the experience you do. And it's uh, you know, often yeah. a funny thing. It is a funny <laughs> thing. And Jamie is my go-to for modern technology. I mean, it moves so quickly. You drop the ball for five years. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting again. If I were to pick up the reins fully, I'm starting again. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't believe probably not very many, if any, of the things that I did 20-odd years ago, they're not relevant anymore, except being personable. And I think there was a couple other things that were mentioned, which was uh, email marketing, search engine yes. marketing, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then obviously the, the prevalence of social media in recent times as well. Yeah. Um, didn't you know. exist back then. Yeah, it yeah. It didn't exist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is incredible. But um, look, Linda, I really appreciate your time here today. I think you've offered incredible amounts of value to uh, to the listeners there. I guess is any kind of parting wisdoms you'd like to share with us regarding business or life in general? That's probably a whole other, lots of, <laughs> many, many chapters, but just, just being with the internet business, one word of advice, don't rely solely on SOE. SEO. SEO. Oh, there you go. That's how out of date I am. Don't rely solely on that because it can change in a heartbeat, as everything can. So um, spread your nets. You know, yep. spread it wide. And align with the right people. I think it's very important. Yeah. I think it's a very hard journey to try and do it by yourself. I, I, I myself now, I'm not up to it. I'm yep. too far behind. Um, and I probably, if I'm honest, I don't have the passion that I did or the motivation that I had, you know, 20 odd years ago. Sure, can I understand yeah. that? Yes, so, but having said that, gosh, it's a big world out there. There's so many opportunities. The internet is massive. There's room for everybody. That, and, I agree. I you agree. know, we're all yeah. offering in different ways. We've got a different flavour, a different nuance. Doesn't matter. Um, everybody's got a market. Absolutely. Everybody. I um, just on that note, this is something that I often speak about on, on my YouTube channel and, and Facebook lives and stuff. Is it doesn't matter how many people are doing the same thing because you will have a different voice than someone else. Someone might resonate with you really well, and then the next person doesn't like you know the look of you or the sound of your voice or whatever. So there's always going to be room for other people to move into whatever space you think is already saturated. I think that's uh, you know another, another key takeaway. Valid. Very valid point. Well, Linda, it's been an absolute pleasure. I um, I feel like I've learned a lot from today's interview. I, I really, really, really appreciate your time. Um, and, yeah, it's been absolutely awesome. I, I Thank you so much for being here. And, um, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add? Oh, Jamie, hey, thanks for the opportunity. It's um, not often I get to talk freely about what I've done, and uh, I don't know if anybody will ever hear it. But for the sake, <laughs> but, but for the sake of history, let's just say it's done. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank and, you um, once again. Yeah, simplyessential.com. Simplyessential.com. Check it out, guys. It is an awesome website, and if you do uh, have the unfortunate uh, procurement of suffering from uh, cold sores, skin ailments uh anything of that nature it is a, an absolute godsend and obviously 23 years in the game will attest to that so plus all the testimonials from the thousands of customers worldwide over the years so once again linda i want to say a very massive thank you on behalf of myself and uh anyone else that's listening and uh i'd like to hear a bit more i think we might have you back if that's cool <laughs> oh, Jamie, that's awesome thank you I'd be, I'd be really happy to do that i think that um when you 
gather a degree of wisdom in whatever field that is, I think it comes with an obligation. A, 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 I think there's an obligation to share it. And I'm really happy to Ooh, do that. I like that. I yeah, like no, that. I do. I, th I think that our learning is to be shared. It doesn't always have to be paid for. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Jamie. It's been great. <laughs> Thanks once again. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Once again, you can find me on YouTube, uh, jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. Like I say, check out Linda's site, simplyessential.com. It's an awesome site. It's going to help you out massively if you have any skin-related ailments. It's a great site. Thanks once again, guys. Appreciate it. Catch you in the next one.